Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. What's going on, church? So glad you decided to join us today for this daily devotional as we're continuing to trek through the book of Proverbs. Today we find ourselves in Proverbs chapter 19. And I love how Proverbs kind of starts out one way and Solomon eventually just takes the shotgun approach. I mean, he starts talking about any and every area of your life and just starts really dropping these one-liners. They're like mic-dropping tweets. It's almost like he's on the ancient Twitter just spitting out wisdom. And I've I've been in, it's funny because he kind of has something for everybody. I've been in church services before where we've seen a pastor, he calls an altar call and nobody raises their hand or nobody comes down to the altar. So he kind of jumps to the next topic. You know, if anybody has done this, raise your hand. Anybody has, has anybody had breakfast this morning? Just come on down to this altar. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through life, in the book of Proverbs, Solomon is going to get you. He's going to speak to you. He has some kind of wisdom for you. Today we're going to look at chapter 19, verse 19. I'm just going to pick one out and kind of dissect this thing and see what God may have for us in it. So verse 19, Solomon says, Hot-tempered people must pay the penalty. If you rescue them once, you will have to do it again. Man, Solomon comes straight out of the gate talking about anger and the divine consequence. He says they must pay the penalty that comes along with this character flaw. But not only that, but he gives this warning and instruction to those that may decide to come in between this consequence and God shaping discipline. I love the fact that we serve a God who says that he disciplines those he loves. In Hebrews 12, he even goes expounds on this discipline. He says, as you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Whoever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't, doesn't discipline you as he does all his children, it means that you are illegitimate and not really his child at all. Since we respected our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best that they knew, but God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterwards, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. You know, over the years as a pastor at the church, I've had so many opportunities to sit down with so many families who have a family member that's struggling in addiction or some kind of some kind of disastrous habit. And I've got to see God do so many miraculous things through these situations. But I found that the most things that keep people in these dangerous cycles in their life isn't necessarily just that anger or that addiction or that flaw or that habit. But typically it's those that are around them that keep bailing them out that Solomon's talking about right here. The people that are getting in between the person and the loving hand of God that allows them to feel the consequences for their actions that might bring about change. Now, I remember I was at a friend's house not too long ago and me and their nine-year-old son were running around. We were shooting Nerf guns at each other, just all over the place, probably a little too much. But I remember at one point, man, I hid behind the couch. And I remember as the, her son jumped on, as her son's foot touched that couch, 
it was like the temperature in the room changed because I heard a voice come from his, his mother calling out his name, and she used his full name, so you know he was in trouble. But it was like as his foot touched that couch, we heard her voice, her tone. It was like the room froze. It was like time froze. And, you know, I took, I almost got up and I began to tell her, hey, this was my fault. I began to get in between the discipline and this child. But when I saw the look in her eyes, I about went and put my own self in time out. See, there was a clear rule that was broken in that house. And despite whatever the situation, situation may have been, he broke them. So who was I to stand between a child and his loving parents? See, when we begin to enable or we begin to bail out our prodigals or those who are struggling or we begin to protect people from divine consequences, we actually begin to stand between them and God himself. And it's typically a parent or a relative who means well or who thinks they're only loving that person or trying to protect them. But ultimately, they're standing between them and the ultimate father who knows all and cares for that person more than we could ever even begin to imagine. You know, one of the greatest things my mother ever did for me, I know I'm kind of taking a a different sideline approach to this devotion, but I think it's so important because it's so rampant in the society and the time that we live in. One of the greatest things that my mother ever did for me wasn't providing every meal for me. It was not giving me a roof to live in. I appreciate all those things. All the things are amazing motherly things that she's supposed to do. But honestly, it was not bailing me out of jail the first time I got sentenced to 90 days. Because it was in those 90 days I began to see the true love of God who disciplines those he loves. He began to speak things to me in those jail cells over those 90 days that have stuck with me my entire life. Now just imagine what may have happened or where I may be even today if my mom would have continued to bail me out or continue to protect me from the consequences of my actions. And Solomon warns that if you do this once, if you begin to create this habit of bailing or protecting somebody between consequences or God's discipline, he says if you stand between God and those he's disciplining, he says you better get your checkbook out because it's going to happen again. And I only share this today deeply from my heart because I've seen so many cases that may have ended different if a friend or enabling family member were only to step aside and trust God to take of that care of that person instead of always interfering. And I guarantee you, if you're a parent watching, if you're a relative watching, and you found yourselves in this enabling cycle of constantly bailing somebody out, whether it be hot-temperedness or an addiction or whatever, a, a, whatever that sin may be, or whatever that issue may be, it'll take a load off of your own soul for you to trust that person in God's hands, to trust that he knows better than you, that his ways are higher than yours, and his thoughts are higher than yours, and to know that he loves that person more than you could even ever love that person, and just allow you to be the friend or the parent that God has called you to be, and allow God to be God. You know, I just think about the story of the prodigal son. It was the pig slop that caused that son to come back home. But that son only found that pig slop because the father allowed him to leave that house. I'd love to pray for you this morning if this is you. Father God, we thank you that you are our all-knowing, all-seeing, all-loving Father. So that we can find rest in your provision. We can find rest in your protection. We can find rest in your discipline, Lord. Lord, I just pray for any maybe parents of a prodigal or parents of somebody who's, who's relative or whatever it may be is stuck in a cycle of addiction, that you give them peace, Father, in this moment, 
not just a, a blind peace, but a peace knowing that you see exactly where they're at or that you see that person that is caught up in this cycle, Lord, and that you love them, Lord. Lord, that you are on the job, Lord. They know that they can trust you, Father, and that they can step aside, Lord. They don't have to stand between that person and those consequences because that rock bottom, they may be you that is the rock at the bottom, Lord. So I pray that you give them rest today, Father. Lord, I just pray for every prodigal child, Father, that they will return home, Lord. Lord I thank you that your word does not return void. It says, train up a child in the way that they should go, and in the end they will not depart from it. So, Lord, I can pray that you give every person watching this a promise to hold on to, that you just reaffirm their hearts and their spirits, that you are a loving Father that will take care of all of our children way better than we ever could. Lord, we love you and we worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.